Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hello once again, podcast people. Yeah. You've become one of those. Right? Everybody's people. got a podcast now. You notice that, Joel? Welcome to the Growing in Grace <laughs> podcast, by the way. Um, but I'm watching, you know, the news channel or whatever, and they have a special guest on to um, contribute you know, some sort of news analysis. And they'll say, welcome to, you know, John Doe here, host of the John Doe podcast. <laughs> yep. I was All thinking about I was thinking about that the other day, too. Uh, just thinking how um, it just hit me because I've, I've never because I think of where we started with all this you know 17 and a half years ago it, it we and we didn't think of it as a podcast it was at the time it was an internet radio program but I've never thought of myself as a podcaster and like people at work they don't know that I do this they don't think of me as a podcaster you know a lot of the people I know don't even have a clue that I do this and that's fine with me because I'm the type of person I don't like. I'm just as little as people little as people know about me, the better. I just am a quiet, you know, introvert type of person, and um, so I don't go telling people, uh, you know, that I do this. Obviously, people on social media and people who listen to the podcast know that I'm a podcaster. But anyway, I was thinking that yeah, there are a lot of people out there, hundreds of thousands of podcasts. And that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of people uh, doing podcasts, and that's what makes this um, internet thing so amazing these days. That if you have, you can just get a microphone and a computer, and you can get yourself whatever you want people to know. You can get it out there. It's pretty cool. It really is, and and yeah, it's amazing. And and I guess we were, in a sense, a little ahead of the curve in in that way. Um, you know. Something I don't think I've ever shared here on the program before. I have with Joel, and I think only Joel, um, off the air. But um, uh, I don't know if it was a couple years back or when it was, maybe more than that. But but something just came to me, and this doesn't happen all the time. But something came to me in, in from within, and and I just knew it was, um, you know, God in me, the Spirit within. And, and sometimes you just start to almost hear something that's that's it's it's not audible, but it feels like it's audible. Mm-hmm. And and the words were, this referring to the podcast, this is way ahead of its time. And I shared that with Joel, and and I think we just kind of pondered that for a minute and moved on. <laughs> but I just sort of felt like there there could be I don't know how long we're going to be around Joel uh, when it comes to this planet and our attachment to it. But I, I think it's very possible if these podcasts are available for people to tap into and 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 uh, learn from, or at least take in and ponder things about the gospel. Uh, if they're available years from now. I think that they are going to resonate in a way that you and I haven't even thought of yet. And, and another thing, and I haven't shared this with anybody yet, but an, another thing that came to me in, in more recent weeks was that that still small voice again saying, you know, because sometimes you, uh, we're no different from everybody else. Sometimes you sort of just feel like I could be more effective for, for God, things like that. And, and this voice came to me that said, you know more 
than you think. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, I literally meditated on that for days because it, it's, it's powerful. So you know more than you think. Well, I mean, sometimes we're only relating to you the things that we think can understand. There's so much more, I think, where the spirit abides within the spirit of a person. Um, and we just, you know, I, I used to say, I, back, back before my grace days, I used to say, you just, you need to get the, the word or the gospel or whatever we called it back then. <laughs> you, you, you just need to, you need to get it in your head and give it the Pepto-Bismol treatment where it just kind of gets into your heart. But I've come to see that differently now where it's really in our heart and we need to get it into our, our understanding. Yeah, I've thought about that many times too over the years. That, And I remember when that hit me one time years ago, just that there's a lot of stuff in my heart that I know deep down, I know it to be true. I know it to be the truth. I know that I know Christ deep in my heart, but sometimes it's not catching up to my head. It's not caught up to my head. <laughs> and, and sometimes talking thing, these things out, it's like, oh, you know, it really, things that I knew, like years ago when you were sharing things with me um, about the gospel, because you had been learning some things, maybe that can segue into something we're going to be talking about today, but you were learning things through a pastor and in a church about the grace of God. And at the radio station we worked at, where I was just a kind of a newbie, you were sharing some things with me, and everything that you were saying, it was, was the opposite of what I was learning in the church. <laughs> but in my heart, it resonated with me. I knew that it was true. And so the, the truths that I knew in my heart were catching up to my head finally. That was a big time in my life. That's when things started to make sense. You know, I, I knew that things weren't right, but yet I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And so maybe that goes along with, uh, you know, I, I knew more than what I thought I knew because it was in my heart. It's, anyway, so one, uh, we could go on about that, I suppose, but and maybe we will. But one of those things that you had been learning about was on the idea of confession, confession of sins, and... We were talking about that last week, and we said we would, you know, maybe explain a little bit more uh, to not leave people hanging, because I did kind of quickly go through my explanation of my understanding of First John 1, 9, and I think it would be good for us to uh, explain some of that a little bit, uh, in a little bit more detail. I had a lot of religious chains wrapped around me that I wasn't aware of back at that time, and um, the first link of the chain that broke was the need to confess my sins over and over again to be forgiven again or to remain forgiven to somehow remain acceptable to God for years. I mean, from the beginning of my of my understanding about salvation, it, it went on for, you know, more than a couple decades. And deep down along the lines of that we were just talking about, deep down in my heart, I, I knew something wasn't adding up. But this is what we were taught to do. And this is the way we were taught to interpret the, the Bible verses. And so once we were convinced of that, <laughs> once we were sold that bill of goods, um, then you're, you're kind of stuck with it. Th this is the truth, right? I mean, this is what we were told was the truth. So you cling to it and you try to figure out a way to make it work in your life. And confessing sins over and over again um, was, was something that I did. And no, I... You know, I didn't go down to the, the priest every week or every month or whatever. I just did it in my own bedroom, like like a lot of us would would do. And 
I would get up convincing myself I was clean again <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because of because of my admissions. Of course, I couldn't remember probably only about a fraction of whatever could right. be there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, stuff I wasn't even aware of, perhaps. Um, and, and some of it wasn't always just you know, what we would consider sinful things. It was just feeling like I wasn't doing enough. I, I, I could probably confess uh, and ask for forgiveness back then for not reading my Bible enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, God must be mad at me. I only read a couple chapters today. Um, stuff like that. I, I didn't get anybody saved this week. I didn't witness to anybody. I mean, the, the list could go on and on. Uh, besides all the, the sinful things that could be taking place within the, the outward manifestations of, of our behavior or, you know, the thought processes that somehow <laughs> surface within. I mean, it's a, so when I found out that this was a bogus doctrine, and, and once you begin to see it, We've talked about this on other things, too. Um, but once you begin to see it, you can't unsee it. You begin to see the gospel in a whole different light. And and what Jesus accomplished through a finished work, through as, as Joel mentioned, it might have been last week, um, through the shed blood of, of Jesus Christ. Um, I just want to reassure people, Joel, before I let you step in here, that um, we, we take things out of context. A single Bible verse sometimes, like from 1 John 1, which you were talking about last week, it, it can change everything else. And I've used this illustration before, but you know, back in the late 60s, we sent a man to the moon, and there were many flights before that to try to get there. Uh, I was joking around with um, a friend of mine the other day about how we can, we now, oh, I told him we're, well, I don't want to say this. Um, you know, we get, we've got, we've got uh, sofas now, couches, that are powered and they not only uh you know uh, you can hit a button and you can put your legs up but now they've got headrests that you can hit the button and, right. and the, the headrest will adjust they got lumbar support now and we, i was joking around you know we, we sent a man to the moon first before we came up with <laughs> lumbar support on a couch I, well, what's with that but it, but if you're going to shoot a man to the moon, they, they had to have, I don't understand anything about this, trust me, but I don't understand the science of it, how they did it. It amazes me, but um, they, they, they had to hit their target. You know, if, if their trajectory was off from the start, they were going to miss their target. And we've missed our trajectory on many different topics regarding the gospel and the Bible, and it affects as we mentioned recently, the domino effect that it has, it just it just affects so many other things that we get wrong. Um, and so like what you were saying, when I started sharing with you some truths that were coming to me in my understanding of what the gospel really is compared to what we were taught, you were, you were sitting there saying to yourself, this, you, you were probably trying to process it, but you, you were thinking, this is practically the opposite of everything I've ever been taught and believed. And yet within my heart, I, I know there's truth to it. And and so I hope that we're providing some information here to people that's going to help set them free and move on with their life, their life in Christ. Right. That That's, that's really why we do this. Um, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free, Paul says. And it's the freedom that he wanted people to know and to enjoy that I think that he, why he went around sharing the gospel. Yes, he wanted, obviously, people to be saved and to know this eternal life that was given freely through, through Christ. 
and he was persecuted for what he did. But Paul did this because of the freedom. Jesus had revealed the truth to him personally, and he went around sharing sharing this truth with people, the gospel, the truth of the gospel. And one of the big truths that is so missed in the church today has to do with our complete forgiveness, the once-for-all sacrifice of Jesus that provided forgiveness for all sins for all time. The only time Paul mentioned uh, a confession was the confession of the Lord Jesus. When, when, it came, when it comes to salvation and when it comes to knowing God and, and Jesus and, and fellowship with God, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's nothing about confessing your sins. Paul never said to confess your sins. Never. Like I mentioned last week, it, whether it was to when, when you had committed a sin, when you had done something wrong, he never said confess your sins and then you'll be restored to God. You'll be restored to fellowship with God. And he never told anybody in order to be saved to confess their sins. He said we are in the light. We are light in the Lord. And he talked about our fellowship that we already have with God. It's a complete fellowship. We are complete in him. We're in union with him as believers. And he encouraged people to forgive other people as God in Christ has already forgiven you. In other words, we're already forgiven. And so because we're forgiven, then we're encouraged to forgive others. It's not... Joel, can I just jump in here real Go quick for before it, yeah. you keep going? I mean, because, you know, John mentioned uh, being cleansed from all unrighteousness. Well, when Paul said that about confessing Christ, uh, Jesus as Lord, uh, it results in righteousness uh, through that belief, and the mouth confessing results in salvation. I just wanted to mention that. Yes, that's important in all this, and I'm glad you brought that up, because John does say all these things. He talks about not, you know, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, it cleanses us from all sin. And he talks about, he talks about all these things in, in the first chapter of 1 John, and these are things that Paul has said in his epistles are already true of us. We have already been cleansed and forgiven of all sins, and that's through Jesus Christ. We've already been cleansed and forgiven. The righteousness that we have isn't something that we worked for or confessed for. We didn't confess our sins and were made righteous. We confessed Christ, and then God gave us his very own righteousness. You can see that in, in Romans 1. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation to all who believe. For in it, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. Romans 1, 16 and 17. And then in Romans 3, he gets back to that, talking about how it's the righteousness of God, not our own righteousness that we've earned or done by ourselves, but it's his righteousness that he's given us as a gift. It's his very own righteousness. And Paul talks about how we've been cleansed. We've been made clean. We've been made holy. We All of these things as God's gift. It's never something that's conditional to a confession of sins. And so when John talked about con this confession, he was really talking about these people who were in, kind of mixed in with the church that John was writing to. I believe scholars have said that he was writing to the church in Ephesus. I'm not 100% sure if that's true, but that's what I've heard. 
uh, it, it doesn't really matter because the, the point is is that they're just like any church today you're going to have people who are saved and who believe the truth and you're going to have some people come in and they might not be believers or they might have a different idea of what Jesus is all about and these Gnostics at the time they had a different view of Jesus like I said last week they didn't believe that Jesus had come in the flesh they didn't believe that there was a, an issue with sin because all matter is evil so it doesn't even matter what you do with your body the spirit is good and so we're, we're okay and so they it didn't matter to them or they didn't believe that Jesus had come in the flesh so John was telling them throughout his epistle and even in chapter 4 he says you know every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh that's who is of Christ and if you don't confess that Jesus has if you don't believe or confess that Jesus has come in the flesh then you're not of God that spirit is not of God so that's the point he was not talking about Christians Christians already have confessed or have already believed that there's a problem with sin because that's why they came to the Savior this the one who saves from sins and they believe that Jesus has come in the flesh uh, because he, he went on that cross physically to become the propitiation for sins and so it's that's not an issue for people who already believe but the confession the uh, not to denying that there's a problem uh, with sins that's for unbelievers Gnostic unbelievers specifically so that's who John was referring to so it's not a it's not a matter of every day or every night or throughout the day or at church or to a priest or anything confessing all of our individual sins because those all of our individual sins and the whole sin condition was taken care of through one offering through the one sacrifice of Christ and that took care of everything our confession didn't do it our confession of sins it was our confession of Christ through which we we've received all the benefits that come through what Christ accomplished anything you want to wrap up with yeah I, I think I smell a roast burning in the oven we must be getting close <laughs> to ending this one um, and we don't want that to happen, right? Because uh, unlike a lot of church sermons, you might want to keep listening to this one. Um, and then your lunch will be ruined. <laughs> Unless but, it's a brisket. I like burnt brisket. <laughs> I, would, I would point out that when God said he was going to establish a new covenant, and he spoke this through the old prophets, and the writer of Hebrews explained this in great detail, but when the new covenant would be established through Jesus Christ— and it has been established, that he would remember sins no more. Whereas, you know, during the first covenant that Israel was under, it, there was just a constant reminder of sins, a constant reminder to need to keep confessing, to keep sacrificing more blood through animals, and on and on and on, different ceremonial things. God said in this new covenant that he would remember sins no more because of the blood of Jesus. So why, I wish I'd known this, you know, decades ago yeah. when I was when I was a young Christian but why are we spending the time going to God and seeking more forgiveness again and again asking God to forgive us for sins that he says he would no longer remember because of the finished work uh, the completed work of his son Jesus Christ there's a disconnect there and I so I think the big difference between 
what we used to think under traditional Christianity and a lot of church doctrines compared to the true grace of the gospel is that the old way, <laughs> the old way in the new covenant, the church way, the traditional church way is for people to be doing things that will somehow make them more righteous, more acceptable, more forgiving to God instead of realizing that grace has already taken care of all of that and provided us with all of the righteousness and sanctification and forgiveness uh, that we'll ever need. And so I think those are two big differences, people pursuing something that already belongs to them and resting in what you realize God has already provided for you. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.